Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Quest for Pixels Conversations. Today is January 4th, 2020, and it is the first Quest for Pixels conversation of the new decade. It's a new decade, Joel. What is going on everybody? New decade, who this? And I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, 2020s have for us. The dirty, dirty 20s. What are the dirty 20s no, have man, for it's us? The, it's the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. It's going to be lit, I'm pretty sure. We got new console launches at the end of the 2020. Yeah, we got that Xbox Series X and we got that PlayStation 5 coming at us. Yeah, and we're struggling with our own backlogs every day. And I know my backlog increased a whole bunch. Like I bought um, Jedi Fallen Order, haven't touched it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, haven't touched it. And there's like four other games and I haven't touched any of them because we've been too busy playing Call of Duty. Yeah, that Modern Warfare hotness has a really, it, it's really got its claws sunk into me because I found myself not being able to sleep last night after one of our gaming sessions. I went upstairs, had a quick nap. I think I slept about four or five hours. Woke up at 5 a.m. and I was just wide awake. So I came downstairs. I started playing some more of uh, Dark Siders. It's one of the new games I came to Game Pass the last month, I believe. And I was playing it. And I enjoy the story, but all I could think to myself was, I just want to play some Modern Warfare. And it's been a long time since a game has really grabbed me the way Modern Warfare has. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy to think, like, with all these games that we do have to play, plus Game Pass, and, you know, anything on any of the subscription services that you get, <clears throat> free games and whatever, it's just, like, all I want to play is just Modern Warfare. And I think part of that is, like, just having someone to play with. Like, we've been playing some games quite a bit lately in the evenings and the weekends which is awesome like i don't really get to play games that often usually and when i do it's just by myself when i don't really feel like playing like a game like that mm -hmm. but like when you have a partner to play with and we you know team up and go in and just like and, and we've, we've played it enough that we're starting to feel pretty good about it like when we first started playing this game we would get destroyed like on a yeah regular, like, all the time yeah and now we're we're going in and wrecking house and and then sometimes we're not, but, you know, sometimes we are. And uh, you, it, just, it feels great. You know, more often than not, we're actually we're actually leading the teams in, in scores and kills and stuff. So, I mean, I think we're getting pretty good. We actually had a good time today playing with our good buddy, Sean Capri. Bah! <laughs> yeah, bah! <laughs> Sean Capri of Xbox, the Xbox Drive fame, uh, graced us with his presence online today. Yeah, that was fantastic. Such a good time. Such a good time. Uh, but because we have so many games to play, um, what are your gaming plans for 2020? Like, leading up. Like, I know we, we got console launches at the end, but before we get to that, like, what are you what are you going to do? What are you going to try to accomplish gaming-wise going into 2020? And... Uh, gaming-wise, I kind of want to... Uh, I really want to cut down the number of game purchases I actually make in 2020. Um, I feel like before I've let uh, my fear of getting games spoiled for me because I don't get to them right away. Uh, I'm just going to leave that at the wayside and if it gets spoiled, it gets spoiled. And I'm just going to play what's really like speaking to me. Like, so say I'm not going to make myself stop playing Call of Duty because I want to go play uh, like say Witcher 3. Right, I'm gonna play 
what I want to play as long as I want to play it and then get to these other games when I can. And uh, I think that's really what my plan is because I bought so many games last year that I bought them with the intentions to play and I honestly haven't even touched them. I can say Luigi's Mansion 3 for sure. I bought that, played about 45 minutes to an hour of that. Haven't touched it. Uh, Pokemon, I bought that. I got maybe two or three gym badges and I kind of lost interest in that and uh, that's okay because I feel like those are going to be games that are going to be good no matter when I get to them Mm -hmm. right like it's not a game that's going to get worse with time that's going to be there for me whenever I can make it to it so that's that that's what my plan is cut down on what I'm purchasing because really with game pass um, I really have no reason to go out and buy as many games because that's kind of where we're playing all of our time right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing is that I'm looking forward to 2020. My gaming plan is to put a lot of time into Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, think, baby. I think that's going to be our game of 2020. Uh, honestly, honestly, I can say that that's probably going to be my game of the year before even touching it. That's awesome. Just because it... it it gives us everything that we like in gaming, right? Like it gives us, it's chill. So mm-hmm. we can sit back, have a good conversation. We can also play it online with yeah. each other, right? So we can have our own island together. And I feel like that's going to be a game that really uh, brings people together. Community. Yeah, it's going to bring people together for sure. So that's really where I'm at for 2020. I don't see anything else really coming out until the end. Like I'm not really a cyberpunk fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think really the only thing that I'm kind of looking forward to is at the end when at the end of the year when we get our new consoles, right? Right. So a lot of my stuff is just going to be at the end of the year, and I'm going to have Animal Crossing and you know Call of Duty, Mario Kart, Rocket League, all those games that are old. Yeah. Coming out and keep me busy. So that's what my plan is for 2020. What is uh? What's yours look like, Tony? Well, from from what I'm seeing right now, with what I got games to play, like I feel like I just want to just chill out and play those games, um, especially in the first half, like the first bit of the year. I think there's not going to be too much really that's coming out this crazy, you know. And yes. uh, I'm I'm glad because uh, I don't really want any more games at the t- at the moment. Like we're still pretty heavily invested in Modern Warfare. In Call of Duty, and we and we continue to play that. We got our free free to play game Dauntless that we haven't touched in a little while, but like I, I feel like we'll be going back to that shortly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, there's just games that games that we can always play, like Mario Kart and and games like that. I don't feel like the need to really buy anything. If I want a if I want a meaty single player experience, I, I you know I have Jedi Fallen Order, so that's something I can dive into. I have um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is something I was looking forward to. Oh, and I also have odyssey or uh, assassin's creed 3 and whatever that pack was that went to the switch because i bought that when it was on sale as well so like there's there's enough content there to keep me busy but i know exactly what you're talking about like there's this there's this fear of missing out right like fear of missing out of being on the conversation uh fear of missing out about like what's new right but i really because really like it, it seems like if you don't have an opinion on a new game right away then it's it's uh you just kind of go away right you're not in the conversation anymore exactly well and that's another thing i like about game pass honestly is that it um it brings like games that have might have been out for a while already 
into like into everyone's eyes again so like everyone's gonna start playing people who played grand theft auto 5 and then stop playing grand theft auto 5 are probably gonna play it again because it's out and it's accessible on game pass easy and then the whole community gets involved and everyone wants to play it you know what i mean like it brings the conversations back up almost yeah like that's what we're talking about today right like you said you already own Grand Theft Auto 5, but you didn't play it because you didn't have anybody to play with, right? So now automatically anybody who has Game Pass can it's just hop right in and start playing. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's really uh, that's that's a really valuable statement is just to have everyone talking about the same game. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a new game, and it doesn't have to necessarily be something that costs you $60, $70, You know what I mean? Yeah, and the benefit is that at like right away, all your friends who have it, have that game so it's never like oh what do you want to play okay i don't have that game i don't have this game everybody has mm -hmm. access, access to the to game it. so he's got to worry about the 20 to 30 to 50 gig downloads <laughs> and installs yeah <laughs> but it's good that we don't have too much to play because like you said animal crossing is coming and uh our good friend on the twitters emily rogers is back at it again with some switch rumors for 2020 so she comes out of the gate saying that there are two more unannounced uh, Wii U ports that will be coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2020. And then she follows up that tweet by saying something like, um, "It's if you thought that 2020 was going to be a busier year, it seems like it's going to kind of be the same as last year, where Nintendo's back half of the year is, is packed, and the front half is kind of kind of a bit of a lull, and then Animal Crossing is the one that's supposed to like you know really be the, the showrunner for, for the first few quarters of uh the year for nintendo so i want to ask you first what do you think those two wii u ports are well let's be honest all the really good games have already come out the only one that i can see that they haven't brought out yet would be uh super mario 3d world mm -hmm. right that would be the obvious one and then also too i believe it would probably be Star Fox zero okay, okay. um i feel like that game really got overlooked. And I feel like Nintendo wants to get their money back on that investment, which they didn't get with the Wii U. That's true. So though those are my predictions. I really can't think of anything else on the Switch or on the uh, Wii U that hasn't already come over that w was worth playing, right? That people would feel like they missed out on. Yeah, I 100% agree with, um, with Mario uh, 3D World. I think that's that's inevitable like it you know we have the 3d world art style in uh super mario maker too mm -hmm. and uh, i'd go as far to believe like i would love it if they made their next 2d mario in the style of super mario 3d world like but a flatter version like how you get it in um, mario maker i think that'd be pretty cool but yeah so i think that's going to be one of the ports and i kind of think the other one might be either wind waker or Twilight Princess. I think they might throw a Zelda in there. Have a like a nice Mario and Zelda combination. Yeah, I think that that's probably what I would go to. Or what if it's a Wii port and it could be Skyward Sword? Yeah, I that's not out of the realm of possibility, but I think I think it's easier for them to take something that's already like done. I know Skyward Sword yeah, is a game oh, that's definitely. already done, but like with the Wii with the uh, Wii U, those games were already made, ready to go. Just, you know, what is it? Copy, save as, switch, <laughs> and then you're yeah, good really to go is. or whatever. But yeah, so that's the first part of that. Second thing I want to ask you is 
are you okay with there being more uh, Wii U ports? Like, we, like the Switch is heavily involved in Wii U ports already. Yeah, uh, I don't have any gripes with it. Mm. Uh, like, let's be honest, not a lot of people played the Wii U. And I feel like the Wii U is going to be that kind of uh, like GameCube console where not a lot of people played it, but they really appreciate the games mm-hmm. later on down the road. Um, so, I mean, yes, as like us as hardcore Nintendo fans, right, who buy everything they put out day one, um, for us, yeah, it kind of sucks because we've already played it before. But at the same time, like there's however many millions of people who didn't own the Wii U that own a Switch, right? Yeah. So. I can't be mad at that. Like, would I like something new that I haven't played? Yes, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit back and just, Hard you know, poo poo all over Nintendo because they're putting out a, another port. Yeah. And let's, and let's be honest, the ports that they've put out have been phenomenal so far. There's not been one port they put out that I was like, I'm not satisfied with this. No, and they usually do a little extra. They do a little something extra when they throw the port out, right? some sort of addition yeah like look at the uh new super mario brothers u right mm-hmm. they give you the ability to play as toadette uh, uh princess toad or whatever it is the peach peachette or whatever it is yeah and like j- they just had other stuff like that that wasn't in the game so it, 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 it's a little bit new flavor but it's not a complete remake yeah I agree with you. I think it's completely fine to have, especially like, especially a game like Super Mario 3D World. Like that game is amazing. That game's a really, really good game. And uh, after just like nothing but you know new Super Mario Bros. games, it's nice to have something like that, which has a little bit of a more traditional feel, but is also feels fresh. You know. Yeah. So I think that's great, and and it's gonna sell like amazing on the Switch. Well, everything sells amazing. Everything sells amazing, especially if you put Mario on there. Um, but how do you feel about her other comments about it saying that it's going to be a, a backloaded, uh, year? Does that, uh, is that something that you, like, would you rather it be more evenly spread out or does it matter so much because you got so much to play already from the end of last year? You know, like, it, what do you think? Uh, for me, honestly, it comes down to money, right? Like when you are going to have when Nintendo is going to be now competing with trying to sell copies of games when there's new consoles that need to be bought at the end of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it kind of hurts. Uh, I, I think it hurts their bottom line, right? Because there's people like me and you where, you know what, it, unless it's a really, really impressive game from Nintendo at the end of the year, I'm not going to be buying it because I'm going to have to be spending around $700 on my new Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right. So like selfishly, I mean, I would prefer it if they spread it out better through the year, like as like when they did uh, like say year one of the switch, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. That was an odd, like that year was phenomenal for Nintendo. There was never a month coming out that they didn't have some sort of first party game coming to the system. And I would like to, to see them go back and try and have it where there is something every month, every t- like once every two months or once every three months, right? It just I don't yeah. want it all in the last three months of the year. Yeah. Because when that happens, that's how you get into the situation with Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon where we can't play it because guess what? There's games coming out on other consoles 
because we're not just strictly Switch players, right? Like we mm-hmm. love all video games. And there's other stuff that needs to be bought that has our attention. So as a consumer, I would appreciate, you know, I, I would prefer if they're able to spread it out. But yeah. at the end of the day, right, like either way, it's a Nintendo game. You're going to be spending, you know, $90 on it, regardless if you buy it this year or if you buy it next year. Yeah. Right. So I, I will buy it. I'll, I'll make it happen. But for me, I would prefer if they were able to spread it out. Yeah, you know, hearing those comments about it being a backloaded uh, end of the year again is kind of disappointing, especially like with you saying like, um, like we feel the same way with with new consoles coming out at the very end of the year. Like, I don't know, does that take our time away from it? Yeah, probably. And then and then good titles that Nintendo might be putting out might just get overlooked. But it's hard to say because Nintendo has always got great games. But uh, yeah, I would I would I would really like a. I want like a, a title a month, you know, like I want, I want them just to spread it out. I would love it if like January had something uh, big, February has something big and March already does have something big, but if they can continue that trend and, and not make it feel too barren, because I don't want it to be like November, like five bangers, you know, like that's already yeah. a busy time. It's, it's too busy of a time. Uh, like, so, so for me, it, it doesn't even have to be, huge first party games right like if they would give us games like they did at the beginning of the switch like a first party nintendo game like snipper clips yeah right which is a phenomenal game that i feel like gets overlooked so much because of the aspect of the game mm-hmm. i put about 50 hours into that game oh, like i absolutely cool. love it i i bought the dlc for it that was a phenomenal first party game mm-hmm. that was at the i think that was at like the 35 40 dollar mark yeah Right. Every month doesn't have to be, a, you know, the triple A Nintendo titles. You can give me something cool that you're working on, mm-hmm. but just spread it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think regardless, it doesn't even matter about January and February and March, because as soon as Animal Crossing comes like that's my free time for gaming is probably going to be in, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Hey, we interrupt this Quest for Pixels conversations to give you a backlog minute with Grouchy Surge. He's going to talk about how to plan accordingly for 2020. Take it away, Grouchy. Hello, everybody. It's the fat man in Vegas, Grouchy Surge, coming at you. It's a nice sunny day outside. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And this is your Quest for Pixels backlog minute. Since it's the first one of the year, I just want to let everyone know you are starting with a clean slate. Anything that happened in 2019 is gone. This is 2020, people. A new millennia, a new decade. Unless you're Mike BC, and then he's just trying to convince people that 2021 technically is the start of the new decade, but don't listen to that guy. When is the last time he put his voice out there? He just wants to rule with an iron fist through Twitter, and we will not let happen. Anyway, so like I said, clean slate. Set your goals for 2020. Give yourself an incentive. And most importantly, this is what I want to let you guys know. You need to plan accordingly because 2020 is a big year. We have a PlayStation 5 coming out at the end of the year. We have an Xbox Series X coming out at the end of the year. That means if you're listening to this, you're a gamer. And 99% of you want one or both of those consoles to kick off the new generation. So what does that mean? Let's just assume 
speaking American money here because I'm American, let's just assume that those consoles come out at $4.99 a piece. After you throw in tax, you're looking at $600. Let's just $600, round it, make it easy. That means you have from now until they drop to come up with that $600 because you don't want to put it on credit. You don't want to figure out where the funds are coming from when the payment is due. No, you, you're a backlogger. You're a smart backlogger. You follow the Backlog Blues Financial Planning University, and that means you plan accordingly. So, $600. That means every paycheck you need to set aside $30. Set it aside, put it in a piggy bank, don't let it collect interest, don't spend it on anything else, don't give in to the temptation of using that money for anything else. Set that 30 aside. If you're buying both consoles, that means every paycheck you need to set $60 aside. Now, I'm talking two paychecks a month, paid every other week, not getting paid once a month. This is, if you're getting paid twice a month, you need to set aside $60 per paycheck so that you can have the $1,200. Now, you're probably going to want a game, might need an extra controller. Good news with the Series X, they said that your controllers are backwards compatible. And backwards compatible is backlog compatible, which means that money can go towards games instead. But just keep it in mind. Be mindful. Be thoughtful. Plan ahead, people. Everything you do for 2020 starts now. So if you don't want to be broke for the holidays and spend twelve dollars to $1,400 on yourself and ignore your children, start setting that money aside right now. $60 a paycheck could save a marriage. This is Grouchy Surge. This has been a Backlog Minute. Trap her on, dudes. So we have a couple of uh, analysts. They, they're doing their roundup of their predictions that they had for last year. And um, they have their predictions for this year. So I'm going to start with uh, this one. He's This guy's saying, what's his name again? Uh, Sirken Toto. You've, you've heard of him before. Like he's He's been on. Yeah. You've seen him on Twitter and stuff like that. He, his prediction is that he says, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Nintendo will launch a Switch Pro in 2020. And my guess is it will start at $399. More specifically, I predict 4K support, bigger cartridge sizes, and of course, beefed up components. I also think the device will launch, launch sometime after the summer holidays to counter the rollout of the PS5 and next-gen Xbox later in the year along with a first-party system seller game. So that's this guy's prediction. And he says, without a doubt, absolutely no doubt in his mind, that there will be a Switch Pro in 2020. What do you think about that, Mr. Falcon? Well, it's just recycled news, man. We heard that back in 2019. How many people were guaranteeing the Switch Pro in 2019? Yep. Right? And what we got was the light. Honestly... If it's a Switch Pro, if it's not a Switch Pro, as long as it plays my Switch games, right? It's going to take a lot for me to go ahead and double dip on a Switch. Like I went and I bought the Switch Lite and you know what? It looks nice. It just, I like my regular Switch better. Yeah. So unless this Switch Pro has a lot of features that I'm going to be able to use, because really, let's be honest, 4K or 1080, mm-hmm. it all looks the same to me on the TV. Yeah. Right? It's not like... We're, we're going to start like it, it's it's frames per second is what is really 
the uh, the deal breaker, right? Like if you're going to give me 4K at 30 frames, I'd rather play 1080 at 120 frames. Yeah, exactly. Right, so it's going to take a lot of uh, convincing on Nintendo's part to get me to the point where I'm like, yes, I need this Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to get themselves in trouble if the games they put out for the Switch Pro aren't going to necessarily have all the features for the Switch or the Switch Lite. Yeah, I know. That's what, I'm, know what I'm, I mean? I'm afraid it's, of that. What, what it's getting down to now is that they're going to start segmenting their audience. Yeah, they're going to start, like, yeah, it's not going to be all-inclusive let's play together at this point. It's going to be, oh, well, I can't play with you because you don't have a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Uh, I think... I don't know if it's, like, almost too late for that Switch Pro. Like, I feel like that thing should have... If it didn't happen soon, like, now it's at the point where it you it should just wait, unless this is specifically the next Switch. But I don't think that that is what that's supposed to be. Especially, like, this early 2020. That doesn't make any sense. The the thing that does make sense to me is the timing of it, right? Like, this, at summer? Like, yeah, you want to get that out before the Xbox Series X or yeah. the PlayStation 5, because really... Um, they're going to get slaughtered if they try and put that out at the same time. Yeah, that's going to be a... Yeah, it would be a rough <laughs> rough competition if they put it out at the same time. Well, it's the way Nintendo always operates, right? They'll put it out at a different time of the year than than that specific holiday time to get, a, to get out ahead of that kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, the thing about it, too, is that um, what's going to happen is the, uh, like, the Switch Pro, I, I don't see how they're going to be able to do that because I, I don't see Nintendo going to 4K, right? I, I don't see 4K being part of their plan right now. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I don't really see that either. It's it's so not important for what the Switch is trying to do, you know? Like, it, it, it contradicts kind of what they... The only thing I could see is if they were like, here's the Switch dock, and yeah, it up-reses to 4K. That's, the Switch dock does that. And like that would make sense to me, just to like if you want it, it's there. But we're not like focusing on it or anything. Like as long as they can still have it where games that are coming out for Xbox and PlayStation are still going to be able to run on the Switch, <sighs> like say The Witcher or stuff like that, they're going to need to be able to put like it. From what from what I see, people talking about this Pro is it's going to be like a powerhouse. It Nintendo has never they gave yeah. up on power a long time ago. I don't think it's going to be. Right, it's going to be uh, just kind of like what we've seen with the 3DS. It'll be right? incremental. 3D, 3DS XL new. Yeah. Right? You know, you need to get that new so you can play Super Nintendo games mm-hmm. because, you know, the regular one couldn't play Super Nintendo games for some strange reason. Yeah, for some strange reason. So, like, I, I think that's the situation we're going to get into is it's going to be a small upgrade, just enough so that people are still going to be able to port their games easily enough from... Yeah xbox to that right so i mean that's kind of where i'm at like i don't see people just start hyping stuff up mm-hmm. so much now like they have no like the best the best way to look to the future is to see what they've done in the past right that 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 is what they've been doing for the past how many years now with the 3ds line it, it it's not going to be all of a sudden just boom you know maximum power mm-hmm. it's not going to be that so i think people really need when they see these switch pro rumors 
I think they really need to keep their uh, expectations in check because I can guarantee what's going to happen this summer. If that does come out, you're going to have so many people like throwing shade at Nintendo because it's not what they want. Yeah, even though that's they never said in the first place that that's what they were going to do. <laughs> that's like right. what, what's happening right now on Twitter. It's pretty amazing, like as per usual. So Nintendo has uh, an update to their online service, their maintenance. They're going down for uh, like an hour on the 6th. And then yep. they announced another maintenance for the 8th. And people are like saying that there's going to be like a brand new Switch OS with like themes and stuff included. I don't think so, man. Like, I don't, I don't, no. I think people are reading into a scheduled maintenance and like going crazy because they expect like some direct to coincide with it or something in January. And yeah, um, but let's yeah. look at it too. The same thing happened before with the Wii U. Is that whenever they would go down for scheduled maintenance, what was it? Oh, we're getting voice chat. We're getting yeah. voice chat. But no, it's just they're maintaining their servers. They're maintaining like it's it. Unless they say, unless Nintendo tells you, yes, this is what's going to happen in this update. Yeah. Don't count on it because honestly, assholes. Everybody has one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I it should. I can, I can make stuff. Oh yeah, no man. Uh, that Star Fox Racing game's coming out. Yeah. Right, like we're just making up stuff now. Oh, guess what? Goldeneye, Goldeneye Cross with Donkey Kong's coming to the Switch next year. Fuck, I played. I see. That, I, right? I see. I see a prototype. I see a prototype running on this. Right, like, and it's just people don't even have to give sources anymore. I know, and yeah, like I saw like originally when someone was like, "Hey, how come we don't have themes?" And then after that, that's kind of like how this all picked up, and people are like, "We're getting themes, man." It's like, no, we're not. We're not going to get themes. Like, we might eventually, but I don't think it's going to be during this update. No. And you know what? I don't don't even want them, to be completely honest. I think the Switch is snappy for that reason, that it doesn't get bogged down with other extra stuff on it. And I think that's why it's bare bones. Would it be nice? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it would be nice. But do I want to sacrifice how good I feel this, like, system works? Because I want my Switch to be able to jump in, jump out. Mm-hmm. That's what I need it for, right? If I take it on the go, or even if I play it at home, right, I want to be able to pick it up, start playing my game as soon as possible. I don't want to have to sit there and wait, you know, three minutes for it to load or, you know, mm-hmm. that's just how I, that's how I feel. Like, that's what the Switch fulfills in my life is that, oh, I have 10 minutes? Okay, I'm hopping on and playing a game of Splatoon. Exactly. Right? What's the, you know, what's the time delay between picking up and play right as sure as possible i completely agree now i want to switch gears a little bit i want to head uh further into the future we're talking like uh around holiday time at the launch of these two new consoles one i want to know do you think xbox series x do you think they're going to do a series x and a series s at the same time or do they space that out that's the first thing i want to ask you um i think they're going to go with two SKUs at launch two SKUs at launch okay yeah, I feel like they're going to be able to. I feel with the price that they're going to be charging for, like the, uh, you know, the top the line version yeah. of the Series X, I feel like that's going to be the for, like the top end dollar, mm-hmm. right? But if you want something that's better than your X, but not quite as good as the Series X, then you're going to go with what you know, whatever it is, like Lockhart or whatever they're calling it, right? Right. Um, the more options you give people, the better it's going to be, right? And at the end of the day, 
what Xbox needs to do is put consoles in homes mm-hmm. because honestly, all you have to do is sell that console and automatically you have hundreds of games right at your fingertips. Yeah. They're the, like, what else could you want? Yeah, the box is the the in to the software. Yeah. And to the services. Okay, so with that in mind, thinking that there's going to be a Series X and a Series S, um, it sounds like there's been some reports of the PlayStation 5 um, being a little lower spec than what we're hearing the specs are for the Series X already. So do you think that um, PlayStation is going for... Do you think they're going to try to keep that like lower console price to kind of just keep the mind share of the people that they already have locked in and just like make it an easier transition over? Because then they'd be like, you know what, you're already in this ecosystem. We have this many people playing on here. Uh, here's a nice three ninety nine, whatever, like four hundred dollars. Just come on over to the new one. Do you think they're going to try to pull something like that and say like, here's the comparison. Like you have this this other this new this other system you know you're not in the ecosystem you know considering that there's a hundred million ps4s in the wild so don't even bother about that that's more expensive you don't need that we have this for you you can just slide right into this is that do you think they're going to try to do something like that well first i do think that they are going to try and beat them on the price yeah so i I feel like they're going to try and come in as the cheaper console of the two um, also though, the thing you're saying about they have so many people in the ecosystem online already, but PlayStation hasn't said that the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 are going to be able to play against each other. No. Right? So unlike the Xbox... It's being assumed where, that that's the case, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, well, well we already know for the Xbox yeah. is that you'll be able to play with anybody who has an, who has an Xbox One, mm-hmm. right? Um, plus two, I feel like they are going to go for the lower price point because like if, if you are a mom or a dad that just walks into, uh, the store holiday shopping and you see, oh, there's the new Xbox, there's a new PlayStation. I don't know anything. Yeah. Oh, I'll get this one's a hundred. Yeah. This one's $150 cheaper and that plays the same games. Yeah. Like some, some people like, yes, they know what the price is and all that kind of stuff. They do the research on the product but they don't necessarily know um, like how, how first party games work or different stuff like that. Right. Like, and even with like a lot of the cross play happening now, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be, it, what does it matter to some kid who's going to save 150 bucks? Yeah. Hey, I can still play Fortnite with my friend, even though he has Xbox. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, I think they are going to go for a lower price. And I think that, that's why it's incredibly important that there is an Xbox Series S to go along with the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Because that might counter some of that, right? Like, hey, we got a lower priced one that's just as powerful and it you know, you can scale up or down on what you want to play, right? Like you want to play the new games, it's there, you want to play the old games, it's there. So that's like the only the only way I think that Sony could pull something sneaky is if they were if they did come out of the gates and was like it's a lower price and the rumors of like that fully backwards compatible from like, you know, PlayStation one all the way up. I think that would give some positive mind share in the minds of the, the hundred million units that they already have out there. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just, I think I'm really excited about what X- Xbox is saying. 
and I'm really excited about like the future of Xbox because I feel like they're future thinking right now. And they were before too, but they were too ahead of what they wanted to do. And they were all confused on the messaging and stuff. Like it wasn't about the games, it was about like services, which, you know, now seems to be working out for them. But I don't think PlayStation's just gonna lie down, and let them take let them take the spot. I think it's gonna be very competitive. I think I think they have PlayStation will have some tricks up their sleeves and I think it's still an uphill battle for Microsoft. Oh, definitely. De- like definitely for sure. Uh, I think they are in a way better place than they were last generation because mm-hmm. of the controversy that was around the always online, always, you know, you can't yet you have to up, you have to check in to play yeah. new games. Um, the thing that really excites me about Sony is that we don't really know a heck of a lot about what they have planned. Yeah. What you know? What are they coming with to the party? Right. Like we've seen the X. The X was revealed. Uh, the Series X was revealed, and it kind of took everybody by storm. Right? What a reveal! What um, a reveal! Getting in front yeah. of that like that, amazing. So it makes me excited to see what, like, what and how Sony's gonna unveil their new console, right? Like, because, because, like you said, they have to have something up their sleeve, right? Because Microsoft right now is kicking their rear end with games as a, like uh, game services, mm-hmm. right? Like. Xbox Live is that like you pay sixteen dollars a month, and you get Game Pass on your console. You get Game Pass on your PC, yeah. your Xbox Live, right? And you you get all those good services, and like PlayStation, you're like oh, but like I get, you know, I get uh, a couple games, right? Like I I don't know much about what the services Sony gives you with your like PlayStation Now or mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus subscription, right? So I think they have, um, the possibilities are unlimited, but I mean, we, we, we still, there's so much that we don't know that I, I don't really know what to say about uh, where their position is going to be next year because really we don't really know mm-hmm. nothing. I think they have a unique perspective in the fact that, um, they did have their PlayStation Now service like pretty early on in their in their thing. It didn't work well, and it wasn't the right way to do it. But mm-hmm. them them seeing the right way with like um, Game Pass and like over the last few updates to PlayStation Now, they've slowly and quietly been getting it more in line with what Game Pass is is trying to offer. You know, like there's some PC offerings. Um, they're allowing you to download some of the titles. Not you don't have to stream every single title now. You can download some of it, and I guarantee you, next next generation, they'll be bundling in PlayStation or like PS Plus with PlayStation Now. They're going to do the same kind of thing that Microsoft did with Game Pass, guaranteed, because they saw that it, it's working. They're they're seeing that Microsoft is having a, a you know is doing well with this, and they'd be stupid not to, because if they don't, they're going to be left behind for sure. Like I really hope so because Sony really does have a bad track record of like sticking with things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that that that's my thing is I hope they learn to like stick with it, right? Like I really, I really mm-hmm. want to see them stick with the PlayStation VR because I think they have yeah. a lot of cool stuff going on there. Totally. So I like I, I just hope I just hope Sony sticks to it this time and they actually give stuff time to catch on, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if the Xbox and PlayStation 4 were reversed, uh, like, scenarios, right? Like, where Xbox was ahead this generation and Sony wasn't. I feel like they would have abandoned the PlayStation 4 a lot earlier than they did. 
Oh, I think so too. I don't think they would have stuck it out like Microsoft did. Microsoft, we gotta give them like, like credit. They completely, you know, they reversed so many policies. They were like, no, we can't do backwards compatibility. And then they're like, no, we made our engineers find a way. Like, <laughs> we found yeah. a way to do it. So like, we gotta give them credit where credit is due for sure. But that's the most exciting thing, man. There's there's so much unknown. We're going into this year. We're going into this year not knowing pretty much anything that Nintendo's giving us, right? Like, all we know about is Animal Crossing, really. We don't know anything really about the PS5. There's still much to be revealed about the Xbox Series X. Like, this is, like, a super exciting year. Like, I can't wait. 2020 is going to be great. And I hope that uh, people who have been listening to our show are going to continue to listen. Uh, I'm really going to be working hard to level up uh, Quest for Pixels with uh, me, Joel, and Sheldon. We're going to work together and, and try to make it something real special for this year. Uh, but I think that's kind of all for this episode. It's going to be a shorter one. Uh, just kind of get us back out there for this year. Anything else to say there, Joel? Uh, no. Uh, not b- not besides, you know, uh, like we, yes, we have been going through uh, some changes navigating the waters with uh, YouTube. So if you have noticed, like our YouTube channel is now marked as private so our videos uh aren't out there until we see what the fallout is of kappa um so don't you know don't worry we're not we're, you know we're not going anywhere we're still here we're just you know carefully navigating the waters of uncertainty with what's happening and uh, we're just trying to work out uh, a best game plan for what we want to do this year couldn't have said it better myself friend All right, well, that was the first episode of 2020 in the books. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Tony, and that's Joel, and we are out of here. Peace. Bye.